morning. Good morning, team. Jason here. Another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of you guys jumping on the regulars. Good morning, Alison and James and Rodney. And James. <laughs> it's an FJ. All the way from YouTube. Good to see you guys jumping on this morning. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Uh, 28th of July. Uh, it's a good day. Morning, my love. Uh, morning, Ryan. How are we today? A little bit later today, team. Um, always come up with uh, ideas to make uh, the streams a little bit more exciting and more interesting, and uh, I get lost in uh, doing some fancy stuff. But anyway, let's dive into it today. Um, I wanted to chat to you guys about something that uh, popped up in my news feed. I do follow um, uh, the Australian Financial Review. Now, uh, I don't like listening to the media. And um, I'm not a big fan of uh, being influenced by uh, the news, but uh, it's interesting because what we uh, all must know or understand as property investors is that there are things that can influence the economy and the marketplace that we have no, no control over. Um, and um, it's, uh, it's an interesting one, isn't it, when you think about that sort of stuff. So what do I mean by that? I, I want to sort of have a bit of a look at things today, and let me just pop over here. What are the things we control as property investors? Uh, good morning, Graham. Um, good to see you. Andrew, uh, good to see you, mate. Arnie's there too, uh, as we go. So um, before I jump into our topic today, I want to sort of uh, want everyone to think about what are the things we control as property investors? Uh, let's do this. What are the things we control? And, um, and then what are the things others control? Oh. And uh, those others, you know, are obviously often multitude and varied, okay? So um, what do we control? Well, we can control um, where we buy. Um, good morning, Alison and Craig. Um, we can control uh, what we buy. Um, that's, that's us. That's, um, and uh, if we're planned, we can control uh, when we buy it. Um, you know, obviously, if you want to buy now and you can't get the money, then, you know, you're not in control, you're not in charge. Um, those are the things that are in our direct control. Um, and things like you can control, you know, uh, um, the quality of the property, the location, the style, you know, the demographic area that it lands in. That's your, that's your locum of control, Okay. But what are the things that affect us as property investors that you can't control? Um, you don't control interest rates. Interest rates will go up and down. You don't have control of those unless you're sort of locking in temporarily, um, you know, one year, two year, three year, five year fixed. Okay, that's kind of a control mechanism. Um, you don't control supply and demand. The market can bring on property deals and the market can take away property deals right now. The supply chain is absolutely destroyed. Thank you, APRA. Thank you, COVID. Um, and uh, I, um, uh, that's, that's, that's for another day. What else don't we, don't we control? We don't control politics and policies, all right? Um, politics and policies, okay? They can affect the sentiment. They can affect how you um, get a return on your properties, all sorts of things, team, all sorts of things, gang, um, as we roll along, and um, um, uh, a number of other things also when it comes to 
you know, the marketplace. You know, um, right now, you know, um, the the other things that do have a um, an, an influence on uh, our properties are, you know, when infrastructure gets gets built, when um, you don't uh, affect or um, you're not in control of employment, uh, you're not in control of inflation, you know, these sorts of things. So, gang, what are the things we are in control of? Over here, where we buy, what we buy, and when we buy it, okay? And for how long, and for how long we own the thing, okay? That's what you're in control of. So put your efforts into those things. And over here, you have to, uh, as the as the song says, let it go, let it go. <laughs> right, let it go, gang. Like, this stuff is pointless wasting time and energy on, okay? But, but however, whatever you want to do, whatever we're talking about, we need to understand some things that are going on out in the marketplace um, and we need to understand how these things affect us and also understand that we don't have any control over them but we should make a plan around them just in case. One of those things that... Uh, that uh, um, uh, that Labor has been bloody banging on about for friggin' six years. Um, is this negative gearing and capital gains tax attack, you know, an assault on, you know, property investors and all of this rubbish? Like, like what What a bloody bunch of, bunch of ludicrous, ridiculous conversations. Wasted six years. And, and this is it. Like, this... Good time bloody Charlie's right now. The property market's up. You know what? They're changing their mind, not because their policy was, you know, was for the betterment of the country, right? Because their policy was popular so they could get voted in. And now the property prices have gone up, properties, you know, rescuing the country. And they're like, oh, we better not touch it, you know. What a bunch of good time Charlie's. Bloody shits me to tears, these bloody people. Um, You know, Politicians, they get they yank our chain, and at the end of the day, um, it's about getting elected. It's about being popular. It's not about doing the bloody right thing. Um, and um, you know, for me, that annoys me. But anyway, I, I again, uh, which is good. Pratesh said we can control our emotions. Settle down, Jason. Settle down. Right. Um, so we do. We control how we react to it. Right, um, and I've, I think I've done this one before, um, and I might do it again. Uh, we're the meaning maker. Um, you, you make up what it means. What what we do know? Here's what we do know: you own property, a good piece of real estate in a good spot for twenty years, you'll be bloody happy. You'll be happy. The rest of it is all hot air and sunshine, right? It's all rhetoric and and garbage, right? Um, and um, you know, there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to the hype, exactly, Alison. Right. You know, at the end of the day, you know, they've learned from the last election. Anyway, I'm not, it's, this is not about politics today. This is about you and me as property investors understanding that there are other factors in the marketplace that will um, will have some influences and that is absolutely normal. If not annoying, if not a pain in the bum, um, but it's normal, gang, uh, and we need to make sure we don't, um, run away, the sky's falling, the sky's falling, Labor is going to get negative gearing. You know, 
I know people six years ago, listen to me, team. I know people six years ago who said, oh, I'm not going to invest in property because of this negative gearing and capital gains tax thing. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I don't even give a shit if they take away negative gearing or capital gains tax. The property thing still works. It still works, gang. Still works. What happens? What happens when, um, when and if ever they take away negative gearing? You know who loses? Ultimately, who loses is the renter. It, the can gets kicked down the road, and you and me, property investors, were like, "Shit, we need to put our rents up." It's more expensive now. We can't hold that property without increasing our um, increasing our income. It's a short-term vision. Uh, at the end of the day, you need to have a long-term vision. If they did change, if they did change negative gearing, so what? Are you ready for it? If they did take away capital gains tax exemptions for investment properties, um, so what? Is that? Um, um, Tell me, gang, has this uh, is this still working? <laughs> um, uh, Alison said, thinks the screen the screen is frozen. Um, maybe I've just uh, got too fired up, and and the things are melting down. Let me know in the chat just quickly. It says it's still streaming here, so maybe one of the screens uh, froze there. But at the end of the day, gang, you know, capital gains tax. Well, like, who cares? Who cares? You know, um, you're not going to sell the bloody things anyway. Don't be buying these things to sell. Gang, you know you know where I sit on this. If you're buying and selling, um, I think that's good time Charlie behaviour. You're not a property investor. You're a trader, right? Uh, and that's not property investing. That's not what I do. That's not what I encourage people to do. Buy well, never sell. Who cares about capital gains tax? You can minimise it anyway if you're smart, if you know the strategies. Um, you know, if you guys are listening in, now, if you don't know the four capital gains tax minimization strategies that we teach, then you need to know them uh, and uh, you need to get some help, maybe get some coaching, get some support, get your six-star team around you. But gang, let's just have a quick look at this one for uh, just a second. And, and uh, uh, on the back of this, what I always like to do is sort of unpack what negative gearing is. Gang, let's just let's talk about what negative gearing is because... Um, there's a lot of misinformation about negative gearing. All right. So let's just quickly go through this one as we have a quick look here. All right. Negative gearing. You buy a property. You buy it. Okay. You buy a property for 500K. It rents for um, 450 a week. That's $23,400. Okay. Uh, maybe your expenses, which are your interest, your... Um, uh, your rates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe your expenses are $25,000 and that makes your property at this point um, slightly negative at negative $1,600 a year, okay? that That's what we call them before tax cash flow. Before tax, before BT um, cash flow, before tax cash flow, okay? Which is fine, which is great. Matter of fact, that's not the end of the world. I would like to see it a little bit better, a little bit neutralised. At the moment, most of us can land a property, you know, um, uh, a couple of thousand dollars positive cash flow before tax, 
um, which is fantastic. That's where we should be aiming. But it's not the end of the world and uh, a thousand or whatever is uh, negative, especially if it's a good quality property. Your income. So let's so let's have a look at what what negative gearing does here. All right, your income hundred thousand dollars. How much tax do you pay, gang, on $100,000? Let's just go, go quickly have a look. Over here, if you look at $100,000, and this is um, in here um, uh, a tax calculator. You can download these. We've just made our own little one. But, you know, give it approximately $25,000, $24,000. You know, if you're putting in the Medicare levy and all those sorts of things, whatever it might be. But, you know... Um, Let's just go back and say um, the net tax payable over here is $26,000. So $26,000. The net tax payable, 26,632 to be down to the exact. And the after-tax income you've been taxed is 73000 368 bucks in your pocket, all right? Sometimes that feels offensive, I can tell you. <laughs> You're like, what do those bastards do for that money? 25 grand, 25 plus percent of my life, gone. But what we can do, gang, negative gearing allows you, allows you as an individual to offset, to reduce your taxable income by the, by the, um, by the costs of investing, okay? Now, I'm not going to go into the law and all that sort of stuff. Um, you can read it if you want. It just basically says if you incur some expenses in investing, then you're entitled to offset them, okay? As an individual owner, you can offset them against your taxable income like this, okay? So up here, gang, see our expenses, $25,000. We can go down here and we go minus... $25,000 off of our income. Now, if we go back to our calculator and we go, all right, on paper now our income wasn't $100,000, but it was $75,000, we do this, okay? We now go, how much tax did we actually pay? All right. And you can see it changing here, gang, and you can see it changing over here, okay? So what actually happens is... We go back to our our calculator and we go. All right. Well, we only paid now. We only we only have to pay in this scenario, which is looking a little bit healthier. Okay, um, seventeen thousand four hundred and twenty-two. Okay. Now, if we pull out our calculator and we go, all right. Um, before we paid twenty-six thousand. Uh, 26,632 mm, um, minus 17,422. That equals now 9,210. Gang, after tax cash flow. Gang. And that's how our property, if we minus the 1,600 or we add it back, our property ends up close enough, gang, Close enough to seven and a half thousand dollars positive cash flow after tax. That's what negative gearing does. That's what negative gearing does. It allows you to reduce your taxable income by a certain amount 
so you can then offset your expenses as you go forward, okay? Now, I hear a lot of people carry on, oh, negative gearing is bad and all this sort of shit. It's rubbish, right? Like, don't listen to that absolute moronic conversation. I've heard accountants say, oh, you shouldn't claim it. Like, what? Um, Move on from that idiot, I can tell you, all right? Uh, and if someone doesn't want to use negative gearing, let them let them know I'm happy to take their tax credits if uh, if they if they want to donate them to me. All right, I I wouldn't mind a few more tax credits. You know, there you go. Anyway, gang, hopefully that makes sense. Um, so um, as you go, uh, understand what happens. Make sure you take some time to understand what happens. With these things, what do you control? What do I control? What, what do we control as investors? Um, some things you do control. Uh, get good at understanding and controlling and making good decisions on the things you do control. And of the things you don't, understand the parameters of what would be sensible if something happened. And then, you know, you guys have a plan for that. Like, we've got a plan, gang. You guys know we have buffers, five to $10,000 per property in a buffer for emergencies. Break that rule. Like, you guys know if you don't have that buffer set aside and you have a problem, then, then you know, you're not being diligent about how we manage our money, right? In mentoring, you and your coach, we sit down and we work this out together all the time, all right, as we go along. Um, so there you go. Alan asked, how does that work for a couple? Uh, it depends on how you own it, Alan. Uh, again, this is a general conversation. That's That was an individual. Depends on if you own it, you know, 50-50, Alan, you know, 25-75, 1%, 99%. There's all sorts of moving pieces of that puzzle. So, um, um, But the, the concept is still the same, Alan. But what is important, team, what is important is to understand uh, how to buy structuring and those sorts of things. I, I do, I do hear a bit of rhetoric about having to, like, you know, PAYG people building a property portfolio three to five. You know, oh yeah, your accountant said you should have a company or a trust. No way. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that's an expense that 99% of us don't need. Um, so really quiz them, ask them why. Tell, ask them why. What's the benefits? The cash flow benefits? The, the things because. Um, uh, often I think that's flawed when it comes to understanding, you know, the cost-risk analysis on it. Anyway, uh, that's not advice. That's an encouragement to ask questions and understand why, okay, as we go along. Well, there you go, gang. Um, hopefully that made sense. Hopefully it made sense. There's things we control. There's things we don't control. Negative gearing, we should understand what it is. Don't get caught up in the hype and the stupidity. Make good decisions that you will be happy with in 20 years' time. That, that's what we're all about here. It's, you know, and uh, if, you need some, um, if you need some help on that, you know, if you need to understand this a little bit more for your personal circumstance, that's why I always encourage you uh, to get yourself some coaching, to check in, get some, get some team around you, some amazing team around you to help you achieve what you want. Um, there you go. Well, that's it, gang. Uh, awesome. Uh, Alison said, you know, she's just replaced the fence and a deck, um, which is awesome. You know, buffer, um, the buffer account, that's what it's there for, gang. That's what your buffer account's there for. Takes the sting out of your, you know, 
cash flow. And by the end of the year, Alison, you know, you get your cash flow, your tax back and whatever it might be. You should be claiming it weekly or fortnightly and your buffer replenishes anyway, gang. Okay, which is awesome. So thanks, everybody. Uh, good to see all of you guys. Ashvin, Simon, Alison, Alan, Lisa. And the list goes on. Um, Nicole, James, Chris, everyone. Thanks for dropping by. Great to see all of you guys as always. And uh, yeah, I'll try and get started a bit earlier tomorrow. I know these ones have been going over time and everyone's got to get to work at 8.30. So um, all right, you guys have an awesome day. That's it. Wells Coffee Chat done and dusted. Take care and bye for now.